You would look good in one of Big T's tees. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NRL Season, a podcast as excited about football as Nathan Cleary is about his dad. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. I'm Big T, views on my own and I'm recording these views on the Corey Thompson Zoom hotline with your friend and mine, Crabs. How are you, Crabs? I'm good. I'm Outside sad, but I'm good. Outside of football. The, the wonderful world of, of regional New South Wales is treating you well? Oh, so well. I've never fit more into my <laughs> little tiny bubble before of pure relaxation. I mean, the fact that I'm also on mat leave probably mm. really helps with that. Yeah. Um, but no, it's bloody delicious out here. And your local cafe now delivers coffees to your car, so that's, you know, you don't even have to get out anymore. <laughs> no, nah, I don't have to ever use my legs like a sucker. So <laughs> delightful. Great. And How are Scoo- you? Scoochie's good. The whole pub thing's going well for him. Pub thing's going very well. The golf thing is also going uh, very well. He's signed yeah. up to a membership, so he plans to not work until the baby comes. So he is playing golf daily. Yeah, wow. Hard That's, life. Hard yeah. life. Is that expensive? Um, he got a membership. Um and so I think it's like maybe 14 bucks every time you play for green fees. Okay. Okay. Good. Sounds better good. than better than a, you know, gambling or drug habit, I guess. So Yeah, that's true. Um it always be worse. Those kind of gambling seems to be rife in golf though. From my small experience of Michael Jordan, you're constantly betting on different holes. Ah. Or, I mean, I don't really know. Yeah, I'm so bad at gambling and golf that I would never put them together. Um mm. No. But maybe Scooch after a few weeks, he might be good enough to start sharking people out there. Oh, he's definitely already good enough, but I don't think he'd ever bet on it, to be honest. I think he only likes to bet on things that will never win, like horses. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of things uh, that didn't win, Thursday. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Oh, no, it's not Thursday. It's just what I've got written here. <laughs> this weekend. First of all, I want to look at retired players. Uh, at Andrew Macker 27 said, this feels like the first departing class where I remember vividly watching every player. I'm um, getting older and the players I remember watching as a kid are leaving. It's kind of sad. Uh, and I really, re- I really connected with that because I also, this is probably the first time I also remember some of these people debuting and things like that. So it was really, mm. uh, you know, lovely. I love that they're doing well, but, um, you know, it's just a timeline thing you've got to be aware of sometimes. Uh, so I want to give a shout-out to CSIola, who, who's finished. He's, he's played for a bunch of people in, in New Zealand. Excellent. Blake Ferguson, Lisa Armour, uh, Dale Copley, Trent Merrin, Jordan Kahu, Honey Hermes Smiler, who is the goat of, of women's football in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Josh Dugan, Josh Morris. Jake Friend, Brett Morris, Boyd Cordner, Cam Smith. Um, he's you know, he was recognised this year as well because obviously last year was he retired after the game before yeah. the season. It was a bit it was a bit mm. hard for them. Michael Morgan, Justin O'Neill, Blake Green, who's going on to uh, coach the Newcastle NRLW team. Russell Parker, 
uh, Anthony Don, Alex Glenn, Isaac Luke officially retiring because I think he was, you know, playing here and there and wherever. Roger Tuovasashek as he goes to um, as he goes to rugby union. I'm going to come back to that actually. Uh, they've got here Benji Marshall, but obviously uh, there's there's a whole bunch of people that are a bit up in the air. Um, maybe is Aiden that confirmed? No. no, I mean Benji Marshall's got a question mark. Aiden Tom and Will Chambers, George Tafur, Corey Norman. They're all kind of. Maybe going to England, maybe got a contract. No one's really mm. sure. So they're a big question mark. So the league just wanted to say thanks in case. But Roger Tuovasashek's not retiring from football. He's just going to now play in union. And so to kind of say thanks um, and commemorate him a bit felt a bit weird because he might he might still come back. Um, Absolutely. I doubt, I doubt it. But anyway, I guess it's it's better to just say thanks, you're great, and then get surprised when they come back than um, true. True, not true. say thanks. You can um, always give them double thanks. Yeah, double thanks. And the other one um, that should also get double thanks is Peter Sterling, who's obviously a fantastic um, player, but he's now retired as well from commentary. At Jack Omato tweeted, I think Sterlo is the all-round best commentator analysis that we've ever had in rugby league. He's extremely bright, quick-witted, polite, and he never lets personal agendas or bias take um, too much control of what he's saying. If we had a Sterlo... If we had more Sterlers in the world of rugby league, it would be a better place. And that was uh, reiterated by Chris Lawrence, who's an ex-West Tigers legend, who said, big shout out to Peter Sterling for sensational career. Can't imagine watching big games without hearing his insights. And there's another person that's just making me feel super old because I've only ever known Peter Sterling as a commentator. And now he's also yeah. on the way out. Rabs is on the way out. Buddy Vorton's already gone. Um, wow, I didn't know Rabs was as well. Yeah, they've been transitioning him off for a, for a couple of years now. He's tried to retire this I mean, four or five years ago. But Great to let some, like, young, fresh blood come in as well, though. I yeah. think that's really important. And Make I room for the newbies. As, as even in, I mean, someone who would be in the prime of my career in terms of brain space, mm. uh, I'm terrible with names. Really, really bad. Mm. So I don't know how on earth that they can just in the moment I mean, I've worked in commentary. I had a small amount of experience with commentary this year. I was blessed with not having to know everyone's names. I had a list there. I constantly looked down and, and checked while I was calling. But there was no obligation to me to really just know everyone inside out and know everything about them. Any Anytime I yeah. got right, it was great. Um, but so they're on the other end where, like, it's 100% their job all the time to know exactly who everyone is, what their history is, what, what their plans to do during this game. Yeah, what, if there's it, a lull in conversation, like to have facts about them and stuff like that is pretty impressive. Or even like one of them scores and they're like, wow, there you go, that's Luke Keery's 700th try. And you're like, you must have had that written in front of you um, just in case he scored today. And then if you have, yeah. then you must have that then for 34 players, like just a fun fact sheet on all of them. Anyway, so... It's, I'm not surprised. It's quite, it's, actually, I had I never stopped and broken it down like that, but that actually is quite remarkable when you think about it. Yeah. Well, I tried to do that. Yes. Like I, just trying to do that with my small country kids. Um, mm. Yeah, it's really, it's really changing to have information on everyone. Mm. You, don't know, you don't know who's going to be the person you need to talk about. No. Um, okay. And now let's move on to Sunday. Clancy's in the Rugby League Garden of Eden. Feet fans versus Culture Club. How, where were you watching it? Uh, we went out to Scooty's um, cousin's place out in, out in the sticks, which was nice and had a bit of a barbecue. We had a couple of non-alcoholic beers. Um, and um, I was feeling nervous, nervous energy all afternoon. And I feel like most people 
wrote the bunnies off. Like everyone I spoke to was like Penrith, 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 um, which obviously did happen. But um, as I'm sure we will talk about, I felt like um, the bunnies, you know, didn't ever let them feel confident that that was going to happen. Scooch was going for South. What? No. what? I know. That's rude, isn't it? That yeah. is so rude. I mean, Wilfred was obviously going for South. Mm. Um, was Devo, but um, no, no, he's a, he's a bit of a fan of the boys from the Riff. Okay. So, I think I think you know the fact that they have what is it like thirteen out of their fifteen players like you know played juniors in the area like that whole like nice close club mentality makes them more lovable than some of the other clubs <laughs> okay okay fair enough i just yeah. thought maybe for love rather than money he'd you would think it. you yeah. would 100% think that would be the case unfortunately not <laughs> poor old at david a underscore 2110 he tweeted i've arrived at anz stadium for the grand final can't believe i'm the first one here <laughs> i actually saw the batuta advocate did one about um about Scotty from marketing was, <laughs> was wondering where the bloody hell everyone is at <laughs> ANZ Stadium. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I uh, <laughs> I was on Zoom with my family at home after putting Littlest to bed, uh, and I also realised uh, I said to Most Beautiful Tiger that this is one of the last ones I'm going to have without him because he's uh, he's turning three. He won't he probably won't watch it with me next year, but. You know, if, if he does like league and he's five, six, seven, he's going to ask to stay up and there's no way I'm going to say no. So, Absolutely. Yeah, one of the last ones I'll watch without him. So that, that was a fun experience. Mm. Um, my, I've, I've waxed lyrical about my um, family's newfound love for rugby league and they were <laughs> fantastic in this. However, I was really suffering from rugby league light savings. Obviously, mm. Sydney and Victoria's has gone into daylight savings time. Um but I was on big rugby league light savings because um, they were watching Channel 9 on a real television uh, and my parents were watching it on in regional New South Wales on, on Channel 9. So they were ah, 15 seconds delayed. Like, oh, no, yeah. 15, maybe five, five seconds delayed from yep. my sister. But I was watching Channel 9 on uh, streaming and online that was worse than KO. So we calculated that I was about 45 seconds behind. So no. they would score... And then they'd be able to tell me the convert if he converts it, just as I would watch them score. It was an insane amount of time. Um, Why are you doing this to yourself? I well, feel like it was I could not focus. It was amazing to see. Like it was, I was just never watched football like that. I'm, you know, and I've yeah, watched a thousand yeah. million games. It's fun to try and do it in different ways. Um, and so in this one, Weddy would go like, "Oh my god!" And then like six seconds later. My mum my was going for Penrith because she's just felt really bad for Western Sydney. Um, yep. And so then she would, like, scream and my dad would go, no, and then I would wait patiently, wait patiently, wait patiently, wait patiently. Sometimes, though, they reacted to the weirdest stuff. Like, my dad would just say, like, oh, he'd, he'd say, like, no, oh, you can't be serious. And then I'd sit there going, what the hell? What is I'd, he? I'd be then two minutes in going, no, I never saw anything worth shouting at. What the hell was he talking about? But sometimes, incredibly, it would link up perfectly. Like he'd say, get off him, get off him. And I'd be watching the screen and the guy was struggling to get up. And I was like, wow, look at that. That's amazing. <laughs> so rugby league light savings was, was a really interesting way to watch football. But, I mean, it did mean that I had about a, I had almost a minute to go. Uh, when and they'd wrapped Anna it Reynolds up. Had, Anna Reynolds had, had oh, yeah, it had, it had no. been gone. So I could see my sister's face and my dad's face was gone. And I was like, 
There's still a chance. He doesn't. Oh. <laughs> Maybe they ranked the ball, but I could see in their face that, we're, you know, we were cooked. Um, so it was a really oh. weird way to watch it. But uh, at Josh Robbo 44 said, whatever, who's a massive Penrith fan uh, and who's copped a lot of weird stuff from people on Twitter this year. And he said, whatever happens tonight, I'm super proud of the Panthers fans and all of the boys this season to continue what we've done last season and move into a tougher season with roadblocks and to move to Queensland was amazing. Hope we win tonight. And I'm a proud fan either way. That was a great mentality because I think a lot of South mm. fans had that mentality too. Everyone was just really happy that they'd got there. And in hindsight, I think, oh, maybe I'll talk about that later, but I think Penrith fans were probably more nervous than South fans in that if they'd lost two grand finals in a row, that looks way worse than 100%. losing one. 100%. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think that that also probably played into the, like, the hearts and the minds of the Penrith team as well being like, we can't go back-to-back losses in, in a grand final. We can't. Mm. Um, I don't think it's been done since the Dragons in the early early 90s. So the game yeah, starts. Right. How, how are you feeling? Very, very, very nervous. It was like that power play of like the bunnies going out first and then like five minutes later I felt like it was and the Penrith came out. I'm like, why are you doing that? Why leaving them out there and then I feel like the bunnies are like standing waiting to do the, like the acknowledgement of country and and um then like they have to listen to like the roar of the Penrith I'm like mm, what is this allowed mm. <laughs> so you're not I, a fan was, of it I don't know I mean I was I was talking to the people I was with about it and they were like oh that's it that's your classic power move mm. like you know you let the team go out first and then just hold off for a little bit longer mm. just oh, that so, more I'd- like it's a big state of origin thing. Whoever's home game mm. was, they'd often wait in there a little bit longer. Queensland was really good mm. at it for ages. We just mm. sitting there going, fuck, hurry up, come on. Yeah. Cameron Smith was in no rush. It was just making sure everyone knew what they were supposed to do. And, mm. yeah. But the um, first half, pretty fast and close and... Exceptional. Oh, I mean, it was, it was a fantastic grand final game. Like, I could, you couldn't have asked for anything better. Um except maybe, maybe if Reynolds kicked that and then took them into like, um, took them into a golden point or whatever, that would have been exceptional. But no, I mean, the Bunnies' defence was remarkable. I mean, obviously the Penrith had greater possession for all of the first half, but the Bunnies did not. They were just relentless in their defence. It was so good to watch. It was so fantastic to watch. I was saying at the time... um because I know that that Merchon and Wendy don't watch too much football, that mm. if South go in 8-6, they're winning. It doesn't look like it, mm. but, but mm. Penrith have had all ball, all possession. South have looked good in defence. Um, and although it's not guaranteed that the possession will swing back, South will take a mm. lot out of the fact that they Penrith threw everything they had at them and all they could come up with was an extra penalty goal. So Absolutely, yeah. If, if South could have some more ball, that they'd do well. At Matty Moy mm. underscore underscore, he said, how the fuck is it half-time already? This game is so damn fast. The lungs would be burning for those blokes. Penrith have them on the ropes so far, but only just bring the last forty on, uh, bring the last forty minutes on of the year. And I didn't feel like that at all. I felt like the first ten minutes were, it was fast and crazy football. Um, mm. But maybe it was because it was so fast and crazy, and everything was going so well, and it was so entertaining. I was like, wow, that's got to be thirty minutes gone. And I looked. Channel Nine's clock goes the other way from um, Foxes. But I looked at oh, it. Yeah. Only been, it had only been ten minutes, and I was like, "Oh my god, this oh. game is these, these guys are going to be absolutely cooked after about twenty minutes." Yeah. Because we have the, yeah. the defense and the line speed and the 
Oh, yeah. it, was, it was a crazy thing. Um, then the most heartbreaking thing, and really what, what broke the game was at Nat underscore Sinclair 93 who tweeted, that intercept try by Crichton is going to be on the grand final highlight reels for decades. I fucking oh, no. love this team. I think Cody Walker had a bit of a mixed game. What did you think of him? See, I thought he had a fantastic game other than two very small errors which will haunt him for the rest of his career like absolutely like that he could have I don't know who it was I think he was trying to pass out to the winger maybe I don't know was Alex Johnson there or something but I think Dan Gagai was right there and what the buddies had created in terms of space, they had so much space. Like they were, they were in. Like any day of the week, any day of the week, they were in for that completely. Um, and he just tried to throw that super large pass. Mm. And I mean, amazing for Crichton, in- incredible from Crichton because you don't often actually see successful intercepts anymore mm. that often. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely thought, like, we were talking about it and I know someone's like, oh, Cody Walker. And I was like, no, I think he's had a great game. And I think, you know, <clears throat> it was going to be one of those things where he either saved the game or lost it. Oh, yeah, that was a do or die moment right there. Because yeah. Crichton's yeah. Running the, rolling the same dice. Crichton isn't, isn't defending anyone. He's standing in the middle of absolutely nowhere begging for a, that ball. And if it goes short absolutely. to go, like you said, Crichton yeah. is maligned as an idiot. What's he doing there? Yeah. But if he Absolutely. throws it long to AJ, then and mm. and this, credit to Crichton, there might be a tip sheet where they say they run this shape, they do this, they always hit the winger. I don't know, maybe that's mm. just mm. or you know, I, I know, or it was extremely lucky, one or the other. I'd like to think professional athletes would, you know, he's Crichton's read something and knew this is the time that he throws this long ball, or he said to his center, "I'm going to jump out, like I'm going to jump out and look for an intercept. Can you?" double back to make sure if I fuck this yeah. up that you can cover me. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It was incredible and it was gone. The moment you caught it, it didn't even look like someone was going to chase him down. It was no. Nah. It was all it right. hurt. It hurt. Mm. Other than Cookie. I thought Cookie, I thought Cookie had an exceptional game. I thought that he like was one of the people that just like did not let up at all. Not for a second. He was on everything. Yeah. Which often I find Cookie just has like solid games like I would never say he's outstanding or anything like that but um I just thought he was ever he was yeah he was everywhere this game which was lovely to see I just love his running style where he'll just burst as hard as he can for seven to ten meters and just as everyone goes the defensive people go oh shit he's running for that hole with such mm. speed that they, they then overcome mm. their own body and he always mm. then steps he's just got that incredible yeah. like Seven meter burst. You have to chase me. And the moment you start chasing, I then change direction on on a dime. And yeah. I just love watching him do that. It, it often runs himself out of space eventually because you know that's, mm. there's a thousand people on the field. But it is yeah. great to watch whenever he has half a break. That burst mm. step, burst step. Um, yeah, he, he was great, and he he did that all game. Anytime he had an opportunity, he'd burst and, and try and make something happen. Now, obviously, yeah. um, that that put a lot of pressure on the South. Finally, went left and made it work. And, and Alex Johnson scored, but towards the yeah. end of the game, there obviously everything came down to um, Reynolds, as you said, and, and it's a real shame because mm. he's played well all year, and and um, he'd normally kick those. It must he must have just been oh. so gutted because it looked good the whole way, and then suddenly it stopped curling and just straightened up, and then it just like, I know touched the top the the touch, the crossbar. I know um, at the underscore red underscore heifer tweeted, why can't it be a field goal if it bounces over? 
I mean, <laughs> I I every other I technique exists. That too. Yeah. In fact, I suggested it's even harder, so it should be worth more. It should have been worth three points instead of two. <laughs> I was um, like, does that count? Does that count? Does that? Like, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it went oh. over. I mean, if the ball goes I over, know, it kick it. did it, go over. It feels like it should. Um, <laughs> but his face, I mean, at, M, at, at me and oh. score DC tweeted, fuck, Reynolds is going to, is gonna carry such a heavy weight for those two misses, uh, those I two miss kicks. But he looked legitimately like, with a minute to go, he looked like he was gonna cry. Like he looked like he may have already been crying on the field. He was broken. His face actually broke me. Like yeah. I had tears in my eyes just looking at him because he also just has like a really sweet little puppy dog face. And you know, from like watching, like you know, following the Rabbitohs players on Instagram, that he's just like a big cheeky teddy bear that like riles everyone up and is <laughs> yeah, just right. like a bit of like he's just very funny and like loves his family and stuff like that and I'm like just watching him I was like no yeah. I'm so sad I wanted this fairy tale for you and for he, Bennett, he would have for that Benji too. yeah I know and he um I mean that was his last thing he's ever done for South you know I know he, he broke all these records for them played all these games and then the two last things he ever did for the club was one miss the, the conversion. Oh, and stop even thinking that, about it. it makes it's me devastating. So sad. Yeah, it's so sad. Oh. And because you're right, he's such a nice bloke. He's never done oh. anything stupid to the best of my knowledge. Um, yeah. Brisbane's lucky to have him. And in fact, unfortunately, Darren Lockyer went and did an interview with him on the field straight afterwards. He's still absolutely devastated. And Lockyer finishes with, um, well, I'll see you next year at Brisbane. And you're like, oh, man. Try and make the guy feel better, not try and rub it in. Like the last thing he wants to think about is his next team and and the, the shit. Exactly, as well. absolutely, absolutely. Do you know what was so funny? Um, I just think like I can't. I was. It was JT went to interview um, Cameron Murray, best human alive, um, and um, and I obviously just think Cameron Murray was just like slightly in shock, absolutely devastated, probably not listening to what JT was saying at all. And he was glassy-eyed. And JT goes, oh, what about your co-captain and um, and halfback or whatever he is, um, fullback? What is what is he? Halfback, yeah, you're right. Halfback. Um, and Cameron Murray looks at him for like three seconds and goes, who's that? <laughs> and yeah, he's like, yeah. Adam Reynolds? He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, like he's clearly not. He's like, you can see he's looking around. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. You should, I mean, I know that they like media train, they have to go and talk to to like, you know, the commentators straight after. But I'm like, you're in their faces. Like, go and speak to the winning team. Like they're like, just give yeah. the give the losing team a minute because they're absolutely destroyed. Now you want Samson. Interestingly, you talk about JT doing that after a grand final. Yvonne Samson tells a great story where she's quite new. She's on channel nine. Gordon Tallis and Darren Lockyer are with her on the sideline. They're watching the 2015 grand final. Mm. Lockyer is obviously mm. a Broncos fan. Tallis is a is from northern North Queensland and, and was an ambassador mm. for the Cowboys. Uh, so that, that grand final is obviously hectic. And um, Cowboys score. JT eventually kicks the drop goal. And the plan was Gordon goes to talk to the Cowboys players. Mm. Um, Darren goes to talk to the Broncos players. And then she's a crummer, she calls it. Well, you just go and pick up the crumbs. Okay. Anyone on the yeah. floor, anyone who, who looks like they're open to talk, blah, blah, blah. Game ends like that. Gordon Tallis runs on the field, leaves his mic, leaves everything there, runs on the field, hugging people, just gone crazy. <laughs> Lockyer drops to his to the floor, also losing his mic, and starts crying, can't do anything. And so Yvonne's got a producer on ear going, 
get on the field and go and get people. Go on the field. Be like, don't worry about those idiots. Go and do your own thing. So she runs on the field also being like, what the hell? Like just in the most chaotic scene and the craziest energy, the crowds are going crazy. And she grabs Jonathan Thurston and he's swearing and he's like, he's still on the biggest high. And she's holding him. Literally like the interview is just her holding his his jersey and shoulder with a microphone in his face, not letting him move just so she can get through this 15 seconds that they need to have of, and she's just asking the most ridiculous questions like, you know, JT, how does this feel? And he's just like, oh, my God. Fuck it, man. Just, <laughs> she's whole, he keeps trying to, people keep grabbing him to hug him. And just, just stay here for a moment just so you can get through this. <laughs> and it probably, oh, it probably so made good. her career because she could get through such a bizarre situation while everyone else crumbled. Totally, she's like, totally. No, I can do this, I can do this. So it's, it's great to hear now oh, JT is so back good. on the other end after the grand final. Yeah, good, absolutely. Trying to pick up crummers. <laughs> Score. 14-12? Yeah, I think it was right. 14-12. I I yeah, I think 14-12. You're right. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. They, scored, they both scored twice and then whatnot. Yeah. Uh, uh, Scott Bailey, AAP. He said, stats don't lie. For the 114th straight year, no team has won a premiership after conceding 40, 50 points in a match. <laughs> and we know that amazing rule. I was rule. thinking about that last night. I was like, what was it to get? I was like, was it to win or to make a grand final? Because I was like, if this is to make a grand final, then up yours. Yeah, no, it was to win it. And and there was all this chat that because South had had 50 put on them twice that it had been cancelled out. And so I'm sure that was a way that we were going to backdoor that rule. If, if South had won, everyone would be like, no, 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 the rule still exists unless you get beaten twice. <laughs> Um, so Panthers had finally won it and neutral fans were loving the game at HF2 yeah. underscore zero underscore two underscore. NRL is the only sport that can get me screaming at my TV in support for a team I don't usually give a shit about, which is a great way to <laughs> imagine it. At Seagullspurt, super and worthy grand final in an otherwise dog shit season. Can't help but think Panthers were destined to win this season, had a lot go their way right up to the 77th minute of the last game. Scary to think how young they are. Actually, that's not something I'd thought about. They are all quite young mm. and they seem to really love each other. So yeah. there's a good chance that they do stay together. And uh, at John Tag 23 he tweeted, best grand final since 2005. And, of course, I wanted to bring that one up because that's the Tigers' last grand final. And so John's <laughs> obviously, obviously right. And obviously there's only good – the only good grand finals have Benji Marshall in them. So Absolutely. Uh, now, you were, you were obviously with a whole bunch of neutrals. They're all essentially happy with that game. Oh yeah, I mean, look, they were if they if they had to like pick someone, they were all going for Penrith. Um, but like they, but none of them actually went for Penrith or for the Bunnies. Yeah, right. Um, but Fair I think enough. I think like also the whole thing of like Cleary and his dad getting a premiership was you couldn't not love that. Like even if you are a Bunnies fan, you couldn't mm. like think. You could not think how special and lovely that is and how rare. Like, yeah. has that, I don't know, has that ever happened? 2003, Penrith did it, would you believe? The Lang, oh, get Martin out. Lang and his dad. Yeah, both uh, Martin Lang and John Lang. John Lang was an ex-player and coach and then Martin Lang, his son, they, they were in the 2003. Oh, wow. Oh, it's really cute. Um, Rabbits, just like you, were very gracious in defeat. Um, Boomsy and Pat both messaged me. They were, they were both very... You know, upset, but 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 mm. congratulatory to the Panthers. And at Dion underscore Sang tweeted, "Congratulations to the Panthers on winning the grand final tonight. It was a close game. It's been a fantastic and awesome 2021 season. We never gave up 
uh, round after round and scored some awesome tries. Enjoy the off season and see you in 2022. So many Bunnies fans like that out there just being so yeah. lovely and being grateful to be part of a um, of such a great game. Someone tweeted that um, 22 in 20 in 2022 is the new slogan because that'll if they get it next year, it'll be their 22nd grand final in the year 2022. I was like, mate, that's it. We're done. We're we're in. I already can feel it with a with a with a Kevin 07 style yeah. slogan like that. I reckon there's no. We are in. I'm calling it now. I'm getting out of it. Yeah. Panthers fans were obviously ecstatic at Fat Harry Lazy tweeted, oh yeah, boy, at Joshy F97 said, we have fucking done it. At Jack Omato tweeted, we've done it, 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 we've done it. <laughs> oh my God, we've done it. I love you up the ben- up the pennies. <laughs> and then, and then of course, there were some Rooster fans out there just thoroughly enjoying the Rabbitohs losing. Of course, life. of course. At to Rooster Jams who tweeted, is there any way someone at the ground can go and bottle bottle up those South Tears and put them in a syringe oh, and inject them into my fucking it. face? <laughs> oh, that's and, cruel and unkind. And there were I'm in a I'm in a few DM chats with Roosters fans and they were all thoroughly enjoying that game and and watching uh, Adam Reynolds cry. And one of them even sent me something about had a picture of Adam Reynolds that looked like he was crying and he said, "I've just taken the photo of my son out of my wallet." And put this into it because it means it's more valuable <laughs> to me. <laughs> the uh, the hatred is real. Oh, now, wow. Nathan, there's going to be a whole episode uh, done by Jack Amato and Nat Sinclair, two excellent um, sports best Panthers that will do their own episode. Um, so we won't leave. We'll we'll leave the rest of the celebrating to them. But I did want to quickly touch on who you thought the Churchy, the Clive Churchill went to Nathan Cleary. Were you happy with that? So happy. I think he's kicking game was phenomenal like it was precision perfect like he, that kicking game won it for for them mm. 100% I like he was really the only player on the field for me um so no I couldn't like I would have been shocked if it went to anyone else yeah I agree uh, and in fact at Jason NRL said agree 100% like he's listening to you agree 100% mm. Thought that Clive Churchill was up for grabs until clearly, clearly really started to turn the screws with his boot around the 55th and 60th minute mark and mm-hmm. prove the difference in the end. And at Gene Irvine 12, hands down, Nathan Cleary wins the Clive Churchill medal, controlled the game brilliantly, kicked the bunnies into submission, never letting them have a good set restart. Sorry, and never having a good set start. Not particularly flashy, but exactly what Panthers needed. And I think in that, there was some stage, I'm going to misquote the stat, but it, it said something like he had five or six set restarts in that game. And I was thinking that's probably wow. what, we, what we did in that year uh, in total. But <laughs> they, they um, it was incredible. And when I started to think about it, it, it seemed right because you had at least three or four in the first half. I remember yeah. just got peppered. And it was just incredible bombs that Taff was doing his best with. And he either dropped one or there was one where your winger got tackled and the ball popped out. And there was just so many long distance set restarts that were, were devastating. Paulo and Taff, but being so Paulo. young, did such an amazing job, an amazing job. Like they were, Cleary's kicks make even the greatest of yeah. footballers frightened. Mm. Um, I thought they really, really held their own considering, you know, their inexperience. And At it was lo- Paulo's birthday. Oh, was it really? It was, yeah. Oh, happy birthday to him. At Lauren N underscore zero one, she said, so Penrith Spine have won Origin and the Grand Final in the same year. That's actually pretty impressive. 
that. That's so good. That is good. I mean, I wouldn't say the spine because oh, I guess Appy won was in game three for New South Wales, but he wasn't yeah. in the first two. And their fullback mm. was never there, but I, I get it. Their halves were there, and you know that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> have you got a wowment from the game? I feel like we're going to so have many, the same one. So okay. many wowments. Go for it. <laughs> well, if you've got so many, I'm going to do quickly my one because I'm sure it's one of your. All right, you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. At Emma H tweeted. Oh, sorry, it's at Emma H one one two three. She wrote, "Oh my God, Brian proposed." Now, please, how good was that? That it got on one knee so straight good. away. The medals and the rings haven't been done yet. They just blew the whistle. They're all like celebrating that. And then he was just like, okay, Rad, who's the person who's got my engagement ring? You, great, give that to me. Channel 9 was, was scrambling to keep up. They came up after he'd proposed. It was just, he was still down, but he'd, she'd already said yes. Because no one knew that was happening, obviously. And it was, it was a real scene. And he's got blood coming down his face and she's crying. And oh, what an incredible scene. And the saddest thing about that, though, is that she would have said, yes, yes, yes. And they would have kissed or whatever. And then he would have been like, Okay, well, I'm going to see you in about five days. I'm off. Um, love you. I can't wait to talk to you about it you know, next in November because uh, he'd be off with the whole time. Hundred um, percent. I was. I like. I mean, look. You know, Scoochie, if you're listening, if you ever did that to me, I would be totally infuriated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was. I mean, like he literally he proposed and then. I feel like it was five seconds later. All the boys are waiting there, turns around and then just goes like I feel like he greeted the boys with a bigger like woohoo than he did with his own fiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did then you straight see him, off. Though, at the at the Dally M's with her? No, I didn't. So the first time I saw uh, I mean I don't, I don't follow him on socials. So the first time I'd mm. seen her with his partner was at the Dally M's and she was in an incredible um outfit that seemed to have a lot of references to to their cultural background. Um, oh, that's cool. It was a beautiful dress. But every time mm. she stopped, and I mean every time she stopped, he then went, got her train, made sure it was in the right spot, and then oh. went back and like stood gently next to her. And it was incredible to watch. He was just, he just looks like such a nice bloke all the time where he gets the perfect such balance a nice of Larrikin's one of the boys, but also doesn't have yeah. to change who he is to also be a great partner. He just looks like absolutely he's not embarrassed to be both those guys. He no, just does them both very absolutely. well. I again, I don't know him at all, but it just he gives that no. vibe. And so the fact that he was doing that, I was already like, he he is one of the winners of the Dalium just from how beautiful he and his partner looked together and how in love they obviously were. But then that kind of chivalry the whole night was beautiful. And then he was silly and jokey the whole night. Anytime anyone was interviewed from Penrith, he would like do this stupid thing with his head where he'd just like pop out behind them and just look at them straight. And, and eventually the whole entire crowd would laugh and the guy being interviewed would you know, kind of smile and go. And so he was, you know, he was great. Um, and so to do that then with her, we'd all just met her, it feels like on Monday. And now we yeah. all get to him, celebrate their engagement together. Cute. Oh, that's so lovely. And I'm like, it, my first thing is like, I wonder whether he would have done that if they had have lost. Like, you know, do you think he'd like prepared someone being like, but get the ring, but. but if we lose, do not pull that out because yeah. it is not happening. And so his best man's yeah. riding hard on that game too, going like, Parker, how they win, Parker, you know. For two Absolutely. Reasons. This ring is burning a hole in my pocket <laughs> for sure. Got any other whammets? Um. I have an, like an interesting woman. Did, this is more of like a question. Did they cut off the acknowledgement of country um, well, with this national anthem? I felt like JT hadn't quite finished. And then the, the intro to the national anthem just started. Yeah, so I, was, I didn't. I was a I bit perplexed that. by that. We'd started to watch the national, the acknowledgement of country and, and, um, and 
I love it. I, I think we should do it all mm. the time. And they often do it during mm. um mm. they often do it during Indigenous round, but they should just do it all mm. the time. And um Absolutely. And I didn't I didn't I was trying to explain my dad was talking about how if he's not from that country, you need to go and get a particular thing from the elders of that thing. And 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 my sister and I were suggesting to him that's only if you're doing a welcome to country, not an acknowledgement to country. Yeah, yeah. And by then the national anthem was kind of starting. So I missed it being talked, it being crossed over mm. because we were actually talking mm. over it. But sure. Um, I got so many, I saw so many socials about how disgusting it was that um, an Indigenous man was out there doing an Indigenous and work acknowledgement of country and then a colonial song cut him off over the top and it, you know, just jarred a little bit funny with everyone. I'm yeah. sure there's no way that it was on purpose or they're trying to get anything no. done. But it just no, 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 I don't think it's on purpose, but I was like, geez, that AB is a guy terrible. Went, oh, yeah, too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like a, just like a bit of a ooh, um, wow, man. But um, I loved when all of the bunnies' kids came out at the very end, and all their dads are clearly like holding either either crying or holding back tears. And I mean, I think it was like Cody Walker's son looked a bit Devo, and but like Gag Eye's kids didn't really care at all and were just having a great time out on the field. Cookie's daughter was loving it, but like generally for that time of night. What well-behaved children. Like I imagine, I mean, Wilfie isn't around yet, but I imagine if I, you know, kept him at a, um, at, out at a, you know, um, live football event till 10 o'clock at night and then took him out on the field, I can't imagine that the behaviour would be of that level. Like they were just sat there in their dad's laps. Um, Benji's kid as well was so well-behaved. I was like, oh, I just loved all the, these children and I sharing. And I, I think it's a bit humbling, like, you're so devastated said, and then your kid's not really that phased by it at all. And it just sort of shows you like, well, this is something you've worked at, but then, you know, for a kid, it's just like, meh, this is just another day. And, you know, mm. you're still my dad and I love you. And there's something a bit humbling about it. Yeah. I think that would really help my mental health if someone can just ground you quickly back into like, not what's important, but just like um, there's, there's more than this. or there's, there's always next year. There's a whole time in front of you. Here's this young child and they're constantly reminding you you're bigger than this and that there's, mm. that, you know, the time will continue and that you'll be a play next year and that you'll keep going. Um, Absolutely. And also just they, they force you to feel like, you know, to put on a better version of yourself in front of them really quickly. So Absolutely. It pulls you into that. Uh, I wonder Absolutely. if there's any psychology around it, if the teams deliberately do that, if the players really ask for it because they know that it really helps them or... Um, yeah, I'd love to know what what the reasoning is behind it because it wouldn't mm. be because there's no babysitters and you know the kids are just rat bags and then they have to let them on the field. Like there's a real Absolutely. deliberate choice about this. Uh, Absolutely, and they, yeah. They didn't do it, say ten years ago. I deli- I distinctly remember JT's daughter being out there when after he won in 2015. Mm. Um, I don't remember any kids in 2005. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's somewhere between there. That they, they, yeah. that they should do it. I only remember yeah. the, the Jonathan Thurston one because he's out there with his daughter. He's got his Clive Churchill medal around him. He's got his headgear off and he's sitting cross-legged and she's sitting in front of him with a black Barbie or like a black baby doll and he's just talking to her yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's obviously also been immediately taken out of the crazy party mode and he's just there like almost having a tea party, you know, while this whole entire circus is around him. It was I an incredible JT. moment. Yeah, he's great. Oh. He's, I'm feeling all right because I'm not going to get bruised. What do you mean, how am I feeling? Well, enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials and we will talk to you next time, sports best friends. Bye. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous.